UKW Friday Night Showdown from last Friday, which is the go-home show for the British Bash, which happened last Saturday. Have you got that? Yeah, it's, it's a bit confusing. I don't know what happened at the British Bash, and I don't like to try kind of find out. I want to find out slowly. So I'll be reporting on this Friday Night Showdown, which was a bloody good one, as if I haven't seen the British Bash, which I haven't, because I can't get onto the UKW network. So frustrating. Anyway, over the past few weeks, as you'll know if you listen to this podcast, and a lot of you do, which is great, and thank you so much. By the way, do go to Apple, Apple Podcasts, and give us a review, give us a subscribe. Please do if you like this stuff. I've been saying for ages, UKW Friday Night Showdown has been fantastic. Fantastic, And that continues this week. It's one hour and 18 minutes. And for me, it seems like 20. Just great. Really strong angles. Big characters. Surprising events. And this week, all of the matches are humdingers. Really well done. Just a point, though. The... I mean, I've been very laudatory about the commentary team of Sid and Henry Winter over the weeks. They have good energy, they get on very well, they manage to talk through any issues technically that may take a bit of time. This week they start out and they're just, they're a bit downbeat. They're almost whispering. It's a bit odd really. And One thing also which is starting to creep in, which I really wish it wouldn't, is that when people are doing their pieces in the ring, on the mic, sometimes they're talking when those people are speaking. Sometimes they're doing it on purpose, more of that in a minute, but sometimes they're just chatting and we don't hear the first bit. It's best for us to hear what's being said on the mic. That really would help. Having said that, I usually really like their their commentary, so I'm sure they'll get back to good ways very soon. We start with a really nice moment. And Henry Winter's right, as he, at the end of this little bit, he says, what a nice way to start showdown. It's supposed to be Shake Mock 2, but it isn't. It's his mate in Wild Shake. And have a, a Wild Shake, please. It, it, should, it, should it have fur in it? Yes, that, that adds body to it. Oh, really? It's roughage, is it? Something like that. Get it down, you. Anyway, he's not there, so his mate Tommy Dillon's there. And Tommy comes out and tells us, that his son, who is in the crowd, is 15 today, and he would like us to sing happy birthday to him. And what do we do? We do sing that fully throated and without any irony. It's lovely, and he's just walking back to thank you very much, walking back to the to the curtain. Who comes out? Mustafa Khan and beats him to Kingdom Come. Now I'm, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm never um, saying that a beatdown is a nice thing. Oh, it's lovely when that bloke got beaten up. I'm not saying that, but I'm pleased to see the Persian Empire taking control again because they have been a nefarious heel stable and the heat on Friday Night Showdown was really started by their, Mustafa Khan's, heel turn, the formation of the Persian Empire in its current incarnation, or current iteration, if you'd like. You, you can look that up. And also JPR's 
uh, turn at the time as well. So the Persian Empire have had a lot to do with this, and they've been... I've got a soft spot for them, and I have to say that because they know where I live. So I think they're great. I really do think you're great, all of you. And they have been unassailable heels for a short period of time. We've seen over the last few weeks cracks starting to form. Them losing matches and the locker room standing up to them. And I think that could have been a little bit hot-shotted. I think we could have a lot more time with the Persian Empire being a lot more nefarious. And that's what happens this week, which is great. They're taking that off the boil slightly, and I think that's all to the good. Mustafa Khan wants to chat to us. It's, um, it's always interesting when he chats to us because the crowd don't like him chatting to us, of course, as we know. So you usually get a chant, which is shut your mouth. And he, he works with that. It's really good, actually. Um, and then we get a Leone promo. Sid and Henry, in particular Henry, are talking over it. Please, please stop. Good, thank you. There's a promo in which she's talking about be, becoming the, uh, the champion. And then she hears something, opens a curtain. This was earlier in the day, clearly. It's Alfie. Alfie sitting there. You know, Alfie who's not been in for ages. She's got the belt with her. She's talking to Sid Phoenix. She's sitting with her back to the door. You know that from cowboy movies. You never sit with your back to the door. You need to see who's coming. She's smacked by Leone, who grabs the belt, forces Sid to count, and he does, and she's the new women's champion. Well, hang on. I know she had a dream ticket. We haven't mentioned that for a few weeks. Now she's cashed it in. That's a good point. It's about to run out, so that's very good. But the women's championship isn't like the round-the-clock championship, is it? So you can't just beat somebody anywhere, like in the car park or at the bus stop. or You can't, can you? I don't think I should. Anyway, anyway, enough of that. The good thing is that she's the champion, and I really like the work she's doing. The Persian Empire have another belt in their locker, and I really like that because they're a strong heel faction. And it was surprising. And what's even better is that Mustafa Khan's watching this on the on the screen, and he then is able to announce Leonie Rose as the new women's champion. She comes out, does her playground heel stuff really well, joying back and forth with the crowd. She loves that. They enjoy that. Really well done. She's right in that she says it's the first time the women's belt has been on TV in UKW. For 20, in 2022. That's great. She does the week in, week out line, which I like. She talks about commentary. Amy doesn't seem very happy about that. Fans shout, you never stop talking. She replies, that's what we're supposed to do. It's lovely, this playground stuff. I really like it. And it's a great way to start this edition of Showdown. Mustafa Khan ignores the comments. Because, of course, they're insults to the Persian Empire, so he doesn't want to involve himself with that. Leone does jaw with the commentators a bit, but Mustafa Khan walks straight past them. And that shows the strength as well. Now, the other person who galvanised UKW recently, JPR versus Mad Ed, 
who's still shouting, but is actually saying something now. He's really saying something, really saying something. Ba ba shooby do wa ha. He doesn't do it like that. He's not. He's not a banana armor fan. I don't think. Well, I've not asked him, but I don't think so. They have a handshake to start, which is great. JPR manages very well in this match, really nicely. Two Alan Shearer kicks to the back very early on. And he hits that clothesline off the apron. Last week when he tried it, he landed on his opponent. This week he clears Madad and it looks really impressive. Then back in the ring he hits a great Boston Crab, really sitting back on that. Madad thinks, I know, I'll lift him up. You're not going to do that. And JPR, in a beautiful move here, gently takes his arm from around his neck and just also gently takes Madhead down, which is lovely. They're now competing chants, which is great to hear, always good. Huge JPR clotheslines, then a, then a single arm DDT, which he shouts out, and then Cayman Carlisle's on the stage. I thought you would have left him for the surprise at the bash, but they haven't. And of course, Madhead takes the opportunity to roll him up for the pin. It's a nice cocky Carlisle promo. Cocky Carlisle. He says that he will prove at the bash that JPR was just my bitch. Then he leaves. JPR has had the power taken away from him. And you know what? He's not happy about it. He looks, he's lost the match and he's lost the impetus. That can happen in wrestling, can't it? Okay, moving on. We've got Cerebral Steve with Jester J. Rowe Lewis III. Twice removed. <laughs> versus Young Horus who is now 0 and 21. It's not about wins, though, as he told me on my podcast. Really good interview, if you want to hear it. Have a look back. A few weeks ago now, it's about learning. And he is learning in the ring. And it looks great. This is the... I, spe- I think this is tied for the best match of the night. Where do I say that? Well, get a load of this. There's some lovely moves here. Right from the beginning... Cerebrosti offers his hand for the handshake. Horus instead goes for the leg and takes him down. There's some great grappling to begin with, jockeying for position. Nice young Horus lariat. And then a rear naked choke with the hooks in. It's great. But he nearly has his head taken off when Stee hits him with a drop kick as he comes off the top. And he kicks out. However, that's taken it out of him. And he gets the super kick and other kicks and it's a pin. Zero and 22. Horus does clap Steve at the end and it's about learning and he really is. Steve then tells us that he wants no one at ringside tomorrow when he's fighting Big Duncan. I think he might have been a bit too excited by that win, to be honest. But I admire his chutzpah. Sorry, his chutzpah. I like that. And that's a great match. It didn't go long, but it did go very well. Next, Yorkshireman and Joe Sedgwick, who apparently can't get along, versus a new Dorner with the tag team champs. And this is for that very set of belts. There's a lovely moment early on when Joe comes off the ring and comes off the rope, should I say, and just bounces off Andrew Jepson. He launches himself, and that is beautiful. Really nice. Jepson swings Joe, but while he does it, he gets the, the tag, does Joe. The Yorkshireman puts Jepson down. There's a new dawn assisted neck breaker for a very long two. And a Jepson fallaway slam. He's turning the clock back with that. But then, the Yorkshireman gets Jepson up. Not, I mean, he doesn't hold him in a sort of vertical suplex position. That would be too much. 
but he holds him for a few seconds before he slams him. Really nicely done. Sedgwick isn't going to be um, someone who is going to who, who who is a slouch either. He's no slouch. That's what I'm trying to say. He's not someone who is a slouch either. That means he's no slouch. And he hits a spinning blue thunder bomb. That is beautiful. But the society are at ringside. That would be Remus Kane, and that would be um, Dakaro. And the Yorkshireman starts chatting with them, well, drawing with them, arguing with them. Meantime, Joe, his partner, gets pinned. They all shake hands at the end, but I don't think it's all good. I think there are problems there. Anyway, that was a good match too. Nicely done. This is good too. Johan haunts in with Leonie Rose and Mustafa Khan versus Jester Jero, Lewis IV, twice removed, with Cerebral Stee. Doesn't go long, as I say, does go very well. Big hunt drop kick. And then Lewis thinks, I can do better than that. Anything you can do, I can do better. I'll go up the top and do a drop kick for you. Will you? Oh, oh, you won't. Yes, I will. Oh, no, you won't. Oh, yeah, he does. Right from the top. Leonie Rose wants to get involved with that belt. Oh, yeah, she smacks Lewis with it on the outside. That's beautiful. And in the end, Hunt gets a curb stomp from the top rope for the win. That's going to win every time. We're already at the main event. This has seemed to go by so quickly. It's Cayman Carlisle, who again, I thought you might have left for the for the main event, for the event, you know, the, the bash versus Jonathan Sedgwick. Oh, yes. Yes, I've deboned your kippers and taken the currents out of your hot cross buns, my lord. I don't know why they're fighting. I'm not quite sure. I suppose they've had previous in the past, but who hasn't asked previous with Jonathan Sedgwick? He is the owner of the company. <laughs> and it's a good match because the Persian Empire are there as well. They want to persuade Jonathan Sedgwick to join their group. And when you look up the word persuade in the Persian Empire dictionary, you get persuade equals beat you up. Week in and week out. And that is what they do. So they're there just to persuade him a little. Early on, they all stomp him. They're all at ringside. And Big Duncan's not there this week, though. But they're all at ringside and they're all stomping him. Which is quite brutal to see, actually. Back in the ring, I mean, Cayman Carlisle's not the kind of person who's going to say, stop stomping him, I want to win on my own terms. No, he doesn't talk like that. But, you know, he's not the kind of wrestler who's going to do that, really. So, back in the ring, it's a sleeper. Drop kick for such a near fall. Sedgwick timed it beautifully. It is two and 99.99 recurring. That got people off their seat, I feel sure. I was certainly half off mine, I have to say that. And with, the, and with my bad back, that's not ideal. Jonathan Sedgwick shows him how to do a leg drop because Carlisle's tried one earlier. He hits his leg drop beautifully. We know this. And then he goes for the super kick attempt but you know he's going to do the stamp. So he gives Hunt enough time to get on the on the apron to remonstrate with him. Don't do the super kick. I don't think you should this week. Well, I like it. It's me finishing manoeuvre. I know, but have you tried something else? I tell you what, eat that. Smacks him one. I'm not saying it went like that. Smacks him one. Knocks him off the apron, but walks into a super kick from Carlisle for the pin. And the Persian Empire win again. So does Carlisle, 
episode of The Empire. It's been their night, really, and I couldn't be happier with that. Rose afterwards smacks him with the belt. I like that belt work she's doing. And this was a fantastic episode of Friday Night Showdown. It's just now they've got the measure of it. And it just seems as though they have excellence as standard. They know what they're doing. They're going to give you what you want. And it does go by so quickly that I really... It's an hour and 18 minutes. And I believe that I've just been watching it for about 15 or 20. Great. And great, great matches. I mean, there were two uh, match of the night um, contenders, really. I suppose that would be Cerebral Stee versus Young Horus. And I suppose that would be Johan Hunt versus J.Ro Lewis. But the other matches were bloody good as well. If they carry on like this, they're going to be so hot, it'll take four or five fire trucks to put them out. Ta-ta. Thank you.